Have you heard the news? The City of Birmingham recently awarded funds to provide complimentary service on the Birmingham Express. Yes, you heard that right. You can now ride or transfer on the BX Fair Free. The Birmingham Express offers fast and reliable service from east to west. Don't miss your opportunity to get on board and do it fair free. Birmingham Express, it's your move. Complimentary services are only available on the Birmingham Express and available through June 2024. Charlotte Shaw serves as the Executive Director, CEO of Birmingham Jefferson County Transit Authority. Ms. Shaw has held various leadership roles throughout her career and has extensive experience in transit operations, procurement, A&E, and construction contracts in transit and capital improvement, planning, and program delivery. Prior to her role as Executive Director CEO, she was appointed by the Mayor as the Deputy Director of Special Projects for the City of Birmingham to deliver the city's first bus rapid transit system, which recently launched and is known as the BX, Birmingham Express. She also successfully led efforts to support transit needs for the World Games 2022. Ms. Shaw is an insightful and innovative leader with 25 years of experience in the public and private sectors. She is honored by the opportunity to develop and grow transit in the city of Birmingham and surrounding municipalities. And we're going to talk about some of these accolades on this uh, austere um, bio. But first, tell me a joke. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> so, since I'm uh, out of the bus company. Okay, okay. Uh, what did the bus operator say to the frog? I have no idea. Hop on. Ah, that was a good one. What do you call an acid with an attitude problem? Uh, Acid? What do you call an acid with an attitude problem? With an an acid? Now, I'm I'm, I'm misunderstanding the first word. What acid, like acid? Acid? Mm-hmm. Oh, A-C-I-D. What do I call ASIC with, with a, a bad uh, attitude? Bubbling up. Amino acid. <laughs> 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 I got you. <laughs> you got me. You got me. You got amino. Okay, that's a good one. Now, um, first, the first thing I have to ask, you know how to drive a bus? No. I, I uh, <laughs> did not come up through the ranks of driving a bus. Uh-huh. I just I was just wondering. Some do. Some yeah, do. That's, because that's not my if you knew how to drive a bus, I was going to tell you to come pick me up. No. Uh-huh. <laughs> then we go ride down the bus. No, they don't even let me drive, let alone a bus. <laughs> now, um, like I said just a minute ago, well, I'll say it a different way, actually. 
that seat is reserved for my friends. Well, thank you. My very, very, very close friends. How sweet. So, I want you to, to we're going to, in front of everybody, show how we're going to love That's on each right. other. I feel it. And I'm just, I tell you, I'm going to be uh, an advocate for you. And, you know, it. your success is Birmingham's success. Now, um, first of all, tell me where you grew up, where, you know, mm-hmm. who your peoples is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to mm-hmm. know where you went to high school. Yes. I want to know. I'll get it. Uh, I want to know. Uh, were you in the band? Mm-hmm. You know, all that kind of good stuff. What did I do? Huh? Yeah. Where I'm from? That's a good question. Yeah. So I got to go some years and years back. I, oh, what what church you grew up in? Which, oh, wow. You know what I'm saying? Well, I wanna, see, I'm, I'm not from the Birmingham. Area. I know. That's, okay. what, that's okay. what I'm okay. saying. We okay. need to know who yeah, you who is. Who I you know am. what I'm saying? Okay. okay. All right. So I am a Midwestern girl. I grew up in St. Louis, Missouri. And I am from a family of nine. Wow. Very large family. I am the youngest, actually. Okay. And so there's five boys and four girls. My mother mother is still living at 91 years old. Still goes to church we grew up in. She's still very active in the uh, uh, prayer breakfast, seniors club. She just came back from Washington, D.C. on her vacation, okay? I love Calling it. me from the AKA. Of course, I'm an AKA, but calling me from the AKA tree okay. at Howard University. Okay. But anyway, um, I grew up in St. Louis. I'm going to tell my mom my mom's an AKA. Oh, I'm there you talking. go. That's right. So, so, <laughs> so, so, so see there? So, yeah. Kindred spirits. <laughs> so um, I went to uh, uh, grade school at Elliott. I grew up on the north side of St. Louis, which was a uh, you know middle class area, uh, and went to Central High School. Uh, from there, I went on to Drake University in Des Moines, Iowa, and they actually called Drake University the Harvard of the East. You know, I've heard of Drake, but Ivy I didn't school. know it was in Iowa. Yes, it's okay. in Des Moines, Iowa, and it's a little Ivy League school. Yeah, uh, very popular. Uh, but uh, my opportunities came from all of my wonderful brothers and sisters and my parents who made sure that I got everything I needed as the youngest child. Oh, you were the baby. I was nine. the baby. And they wanted me to play sports and get, get good grades. Yeah. And I did all of that. And it's because of them I am who I am today. Amen to yes. that. Yeah. And I went to a big mega church at the time. It had, now see, that was years ago uh, when I was growing up. There was about... 500 members and uh-huh. that was a big church you yeah, know 25 yeah. years ago right yeah, yeah. Uh, you, know, you know 20 years ago absolutely so, so um I, my mother's very active my uncle was very active in that church my dad was a deacon and my dad was actually a union man he was a union president for all the city and municipal workers in st louis okay and so he used to take me to his meetings so as a young girl i would remember him meeting, didn't know what they were saying, but it's interesting. See, that's right. why you take children. You take children right. and let them just sit around. They will develop. Yeah. And so from that, I learned a lot from him as a businessman with his charismatic self and uh, just wanted to do what he was doing. And mm. lo and behold, here I am today, a CEO of a company. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? See, that's why it's, it's, it, children are impress- impressible, right? Yeah. We, you can impress upon a child while they're young. Yeah. And he did that for me. 
Okay. He took me and put me at the conference table, even before I could put my feet on the floor. And so what was your matriculation at Drake like? So Drake was interesting. How it, many it, black folk at Drake? It, well, we, had the, we happened to have had the largest uh, African-American class. Let me guess. 20. No, it was 200. Yes, out of five. I was only one digit off. Well, <laughs> now that was in 1979, and that wow, history has never been, this, been that since, okay, right? We were okay. the largest class ever. That's wonderful. As an African-American group. And yeah. so that's, that university is about Do 5, you stay 000. in touch with any of your classmates? We have a once-a-year, and they were just here two years ago in Birmingham. We have really? a once-a-year reunion. Okay. All the black class students from all the years at Drake University. Yeah. We get together in different cities okay. once a year. And I'm still very close, though, to my sorority sisters. There was nine of us. I was the ninth person. You of used course, to be in the nine. I huh? used to be in the nine, right? That's right. I didn't get right. That's just but anyway, yeah, we, uh, you know, we've been friends now for over 40-something years. That's wonderful. And so we all still stay very much in touch. And especially my line sisters and I, mm-hmm. and uh, all of my most of my sorority sisters. So you know, a lot of people have different opinions about fraternities and sororities, but you know, it really does bring a sisterhood that is unbreakable. If Absolutely. you've had the right experience with the right people, you know, I've been knowing these people all of my life now, yeah. right? Yeah. And so it's interesting that we all are still very close. Now, what was your first job out of college? My, so when I left Drake, I applied for a uh, a program, and there were nine. Here we go again, nine people. I gotta play that number. Yeah, you gotta play that yeah, number. Yeah, but there were nine people selected nationally for this program called the Coral Foundation, and the Coral Foundation took uh, recent graduates. And they put us in a program similar to what Leadership Birmingham does. Mm-hmm. But for one year, we uh, worked with a lot of different organizations. We had to work with nonprofit companies. We worked with um, retail businesses. We worked with corporations. We worked with all these different services and organizations and civic organizations to teach us leadership. So you had to compete for this position, sure. right, nationally. Right. And if you were selected, for nine months, you worked with the best presidents in the United States. And so that experience brought me a lot of um, exposure, Mm -hmm. and it introduced me to the corporate world. And you have obviously made wonderful decisions along the way. But at this juncture, Mm -hmm. all right, if you could look back on any age... What age would you pick and what advice would you give yourself? Oh, that's good. That's good. I think I would pick the age of my late 20s. Okay. I was, you know, and I, I, I had to always made great decisions now. I mean, you know, in your 20s, you don't make always make but, the best decisions. But, you know, in retrospect, <laughs> they all seem to, you know, God works in mysterious ways. All things work together for the good. Isn't that what the, the word says? I would have told my 28-year-old <laughs> self not to spend all that money. Uh-huh. When I was coming out and uh-huh. working in corporate for the first time, yeah, to invest more, yeah, not to be so hard on myself, okay, and uh, try to be the best of the best, okay, and just do my best, yeah. Right? But I would definitely go back and tell that person, you yet have a long way to go. 
pace yourself. Yeah. But be smart about where and how you spend your money. Because yeah. even back then, when I think about going in corporate, you know, I came out, my first job was $21,000. But yeah. back then, that's a lot of that's money. That's a lot of money. Yeah. And it really wasn't over 25 years ago. That was over 40 some years ago. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so when I thought about, when I think about that now, had I done something different? Yeah. And I owned my first house at 28. Wow. Right? Yeah. But I didn't always manage my money right. Right. And so I would be, I think, uh, in a different place financially. And right. I'm not in a bad place, but I'm just thinking of all the money I wasted on frivolous things that was not important, uh-huh. but trying to keep up with the Joneses. That's right. And keep up with the latest fashion and design. Now, I like fashion. I, everybody knows. I yeah, like I can tell. I like, I like I, that. I, I do. I was looking for some pictures, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, she jazzy now. <laughs> but I can do it now. Back then, I yeah, that's the difference. That's the difference. That's the difference. Now, um, what is your fate aside from AKA? Mm-hmm. What is your favorite charity? So I am. There's two of them, really. Okay. I'm an animal lover, and okay. so any animal shelter, I'm going to be donating to. Right. Okay. I have a lab. I have. He's. Beautiful lab. I often walk him around the neighborhood, and a lot of people see him. They know him by name around here now. What's his name? Charlie. Charlie. Right? Okay. We walking down the street. They're like, "Hey, what's up, Charlie?" <laughs> but uh, that in St. Jude. Okay. Uh, I love to help, and uh, children, sick children, pull at my heartstrings. Yeah. And so I do whatever I can to donate to those two various organizations. Well, if you don't answer one of these questions, you're gonna be making a donation. Uh oh. To the animal shelter and or St. Jude's, but they're easy. Okay. And you may not have been to some. Regents Park or Rickwood Field? Well, I'm most familiar with Rickwood Field. Okay. Botanical Gardens or Railroad Park? Railroad Park. Protective Stadium or Legacy Arena? Protective Stadium. Crossplex or Legion Field? Legion Field. Okay. Birmingham Zoo or McWayne Science Center? McWayne. Alabama or Auburn? Oh, see, there you go. <laughs> you know, that's, 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 you know, that's key to Alabama. I'm going to say Alabama, of course. <laughs> Roll Tide. <laughs> I've learned Alabama that. State or Alabama A and M. A and M. Okay. I've learned some things since I've been here. <laughs> the Birmingham Legion or the Birmingham Stallions. Stallions. Birmingham Barons or Birmingham Squadron. Squadrons. Sloss Furnace or Vul- Vulcan Park. Sloss Furnace. Michael Jackson or Prince. Prince. You say that like it's That's so my obvious. Man. That's, I, mean, I like Michael. <laughs> I like Michael now. I do. But Prince? You a big Prince oh, fan. What's on. your favorite Prince Purple song? Purple Rain. Purple Rain. Purple Our, Rain. My favorite is When Doves Cry. Oh, but yeah. we, at like least we're at the same place. In the like same. Um, now, I have to ask one question related to what you do. Okay. Right? All righty. And I want to start at, tell me at least two or three things Mm 
that you wish non-riders knew about the system or dispel two or three rumors that, you know, people probably don't know the present nor the future of transit, especially here in Birmingham? Well, see, that's always a very interesting question, and I love it, right? Because this is the civil rights capital of the world. And so most people believe now, in this day and age, that transit is for poor people. And that is not true. It is for people who need to ride the system. Now, if we think of transit back before desegregation, early in the 1960s, or even before that, we had over 28 million riders a year. Wow. Over 12 million miles a year. After desegregation, of course, people spread it out, right? You had mm-hmm. the highway to come through. You had all these. Now, people were buying cars. And then, of course, you had white flight. Mm-hmm. And after a while, you had black flight. Mm-hmm. So that left a system destitute, a system, not people, right? And so now when people think of you riding the system, they think you can't afford to do anything else. But if you didn't, if you come out those cars, you can save $10,000 a year. That's what I mean. If I look back on my 28-year-old self, I would do some things differently, including probably public transportation because the money I could save, could have gone toward another house. I'm going to put myself out there bad right now. Come on. Like, it's a bus stop one block from my house and I don't get on it. And that's another (laughs) misconception. People don't think it's reliable, right? They don't don't think it's convenient. So you want to be able to... It's the convenience in my mind. You want to be able to walk out your door, catch that service, whatever it is, right? And then get to your destination about the same time you could in your car. Mm-hmm. And you probably could even do better because you won't have the traffic to contend with. And there now, in this day and age, Ivor, there's different modes of transportation. We're not just a bus company anymore, right, mm-hmm. with the new infrastructure laws and all these wonderful things that we can get through our government system now. We now can build mixed-use housing, affordable housing. We can build trails. You know, we can make sure that it's convenient for people to come out their door to get not only on the bus, but to get microtransit, which is an on-demand system. So it's not a bus. It may be an eight-seat uh, vehicle, for a van, right, mm-hmm. which means you call it up and you get point to point. You may mm-hmm. not come to your house, but at least you might just walk across the street to a curb and pick that up. So that's coming with BJCTA. And right now we're already working with a private company called VIA, who the city also works with, and we're in partnership together. And so VIA is a service that offers on-demand. And, of course, we have the bus rapid transit system now, which is what brought me to Alabama, Mm -hmm. right, what brought me to Birmingham. And that system runs every 15 minutes during peak and every 30 minutes during non-peak. And it really is a 10-mile corridor through the main vein of the city, yeah. east to west, right through downtown, and through most of the jobs offered through downtown. So a lot of people have a lot of misconceptions about public transportation. It really could be a great choice for people who just want to get to their destination in a convenient way. It's reliable. It's not going to break down. If it does, you're going to have something right there for you in the next 10 or 15 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. We, we, are, we are prepared for that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then I want people to recognize that it's a choice. It's not just for people who depend on the system. Now, the people who ride it, a lot of them are dependent upon the system. But that's a good thing mm-hmm. because that, for us, means let us do the driving and you take care of yourself in a way that's going to benefit your, you and your family best. 
Right. When I um, go to other cities, mm-hmm. there you know a lot. To, you see new things, and there are different offerings. Like, is there a model that you have in your mind? Like, we should be like this, or right. is it no? Birmingham need to be Birmingham, and this is how it's going to be. Like, where? What is the That's present to future of transit? That's a great question. And I am, my, most of my transit experience is from MARTA. So I was the capital and planning and uh, uh, portfolio manager for MARTA. So I managed all the budgets. It was over like a $350 million annual budget, over $7 billion for 10 years, right? So that's what I managed. And then when I came here, I recognized there was no state funding, right? And so we get our money from municipalities and from the federal government, which means it makes it a little bit more difficult to build a robust system. But now, because of the infrastructure law, which now put billions toward uh, transportation, we are now able to grow transit in Birmingham like it was when I just described Mm -hmm. pre-1960, before the desegregation. Mm -hmm. Because what was meant in desegregation, we can now do during this period. Right. So now that people are moving back into the downtown area, they're moving into all of these wonderful developments going around Birmingham and Birmingham is growing. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful place. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I turned this job. I, I turned that job description down about three times before I said on the fourth time, let me check it out. Mm. I came here and got a whole different view. Right. Of what I thought in my head about Birmingham. Right. And in coming here, I recognized that this system could model uh, Atlanta, it could model all the metropolitan systems in most of the major metropolitan areas because you had all the bones to do it. Mm-hmm. You got 99 different neighborhoods. You have all these different wonderful cities, cities and municipalities with all this great character, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so with that, we can build a system like any other metropolitan area. We just need people to change their view. Like you said, those misconceptions. Right, right, We right. need people to change their viewpoint about what transportation. I tell my people all the time, take public off. Let's just call it transportation because right now I have to compete with the Ubers, the Lyfts. I have to compete with, you know, private limousine services. And it doesn't make any difference what you take. You want to make sure you're taking the best choice for you. Right. And so I think we can grow this system to work across uh, more miles, uh, more routes. And, and really, people should have a choice to pick up transportation almost on every corner. It should be that easy. What about, like, amenities? I don't, I, you know, I don't have anywhere I'm going with this, but... That's a good question. I know where you're like, going. In, in some cities, like, you might be able to log on and buy, you know, get a web, what am I called? Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. So that you can, you can at least that. be productive on yeah. the bus while you're waiting and stuff. Is anything like yes, that? Yes, sir. Okay. I mean, that's why we're growing. See, our systems look very different today than they did. I mean, you think about the new BRT. Mm-hmm. It has Wi-Fi. It has USB connectors. You can go and connect your computer, your phone. Get Wi-Fi, and if you don't have enough energy, you can energize your battery right there on the bus. Now, I right? had no idea now, about no, right? that. Yeah. See, things are really, it's not the system that we think about when we see it from years ago. Right. And it's comfortable. 
Yeah, I rode I rode it yeah, on that you? first day. Oh, good. yeah, but obviously I wasn't paying attention. Oh yes, it's because, right up under the seat. Yeah, we might need no, to I knew the plugs okay. were there, the plugs but I there. didn't know the Wi-Fi yeah, was there. The Wi-Fi, yeah, there. yeah. absolutely. Okay. It's at our platform, so you can even stand and wait for the bus on the platforms and pick up Wi-Fi. So wow. we have great amenities on the bus as well as at the platforms while you're waiting for the bus. I had no idea. <laughs> now that that. That right there is yeah. going to change the game for me yeah. because, you know, if you can just zone out on your Wi-Fi while riding the bus, right. yeah, 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 that's yeah, it's convenient, right? And it's very convenient. That's right. It's very that's convenient. right. But in our minds, like, we have to overcome. Mm-hmm. So, like, okay, if you factor in traffic, parking, and walking. Mm-hmm. It's about the same amount of time, you know, give or take five minutes. And if you want to, you know, if you want to be conscientious, thoughtful about the environment Mm -hmm. or whatever, you know, um, these days it's about your budget. Um, Yeah. And and cities, you know, cities are building what's called 15-minute cities, right? And that's happening across the industry. It's happening across Uh, major cities, and even rural areas. Mm -hmm. You want to get to where your doctor is. You want to get to where you work. You want to get to where you eat. You want to get to where you go out. And so what what cities are finding now is benefit to have a walkable, what they call walkable cities. You might have heard Mm -hmm. that term before. And live, work, play. Those are 15. Mm -hmm. That means all the conveniences, that your reservations, your appointments, where you live, all of that is right in your community with your services for transportation to get you where you need to be within 15 minutes. And you don't spend your time on these congested highways and byways waiting to get home to spend time with your family when you could have done that just by being in an environment where the conveniences and the amenities are with transportation. I really appreciate you coming. Oh, thank you. Um, I am going to reach out to my friend and see Absolutely. what we can put out there uh, information-wise. Because there, I'm not going to go there as far as the list of reasons we all should consider transportation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm I'm going I'm definitely going to do it. D- please do. Yeah. Let us know whatever we can do, and I, we'll we'll love to come back anytime. And uh, I'm sure uh, my director of marketing, Sam Soft, will keep you informed, and she'll do anything that she needs to do to to get you information. Thank you. Okay. Uh, I wanna. Thank um, Creed 63 and com, And, of course, thank you for joining us. Have you heard the news? The City of Birmingham recently awarded funds to provide complimentary service on the Birmingham Express. Yes, you heard that right. You can now ride or transfer on the BX Fair Free. The Birmingham Express offers fast and reliable service from east to west. Don't miss your opportunity to get on board and do it fare free. Birmingham Express, it's your move. Complimentary services are only available on the Birmingham Express and available through June 2024.